Hey everyone. Here's a question that I'm sure nobody would thought someone would ask, but does Yo Yogi, the 1991 um, animated series by Hanna Barbera, the last one to date uh, that starred Yogi in some capacity? <clears throat> excuse me. Does it get a bad rap? You know, does it get a, you know, is it basically, you know, is it, is it, is it criticized unjustfully, unjustfully, easy for me to say, unjustfully, you know, is it not given a fair shake? Well, I could probably understand why it gets a bad rap and why it's looked at unjustly or unjustfully, if you will. I think I can understand. You see, when it got released in 1991, which ironically would this year would make the make it its 25th anniversary in September, it's hard to believe. Be the 25th anniversary of Yo Yogi this September. <clears throat> or this year period. Looking back on it, I could probably understand why it gets a bad rap. Why it's unjustly, and I will say that, unjustly looked at as an abomination in animation, or at least one of the worst things Hanna-Barbera ever did. <clears throat> you see, you see, at the time, and you could look at TV trash and Chris, I hope you're listening and kind of get from get what I'm going to try to say here. You know, you know, at the time when this was being released, a certain fad, a certain error was ending in animation, a certain fad, a certain error. <clears throat> Was coming to the was coming to its end was coming to its end on Saturday mornings. Excuse <coughs> me. Was coming to its end on Saturday mornings. Now you might say, well, they had one more, and that was Tom and Jerry Kids, and that was on Fox. And yes, Tom and Jerry Kids did last possibly about a year or two after, but then they went directly into reruns, as far as I remember. But When one looks at Yo Yogi, again, it came out at the time that even though Tom and Jerry Kids on Fox was still doing decent, and it had maybe a year or so remaining. I have to look up that information. Maybe you guys can correct me. Uh, Yo Yogi came out in 1991. And not only was it the last animated series to star Yogi Bear okay so not only was it the last animated series to to star Yogi Bear
Um, wow, Tom and Jerry kids lasted to December 10th, 1993. So that was about right. I'd say about a year or two more. I mean, Tom and Jerry kids came out a year before and they lasted two years later. It probably do, it's probably due to the fact that Fox Kids promoted it better and the fact that Tom and Jerry, it's Tom and Jerry. Who does not like Tom and Jerry? And it was just basically similar to what they had seen before. You just had them as kids now, and then you had different segments intertwined, so that kind of helped it out. But anyway, you know, Yogi Yogi, yeah, it didn't last too long. It only lasted a few months. Uh... But does it deserve the bad reputation that it gets? And again, like I said, I think I can understand why. You see, as far as I know, Tom and Jerry Kids did remain on Fox for a while. But they ended, like I said, two years after Yo-Yoki. Almost two years exactly. So they only were on there for about two more years. And... As we all know, when a cartoon or any kind of show lasts for that long, it's not because, oh, well, they've reached the limit, the uh, limitation of a Saturday morning cartoon or a weekday cartoon. It's basically, especially if it's a Saturday morning cartoon, the ratings are decreasing. No, people are losing interest. So this apparently, in my opinion, started in 1991. Uh, 1991, basically, and even before that, I think in 1990, is when you started to see a decrease, um, a decrease in in favoritism to these kind of shows. And Yo Yogi came out at the time in on a network that was slowly transitioning. You see, it was. You see, I look at it this way: if Yo Yogi had been put on ABC at the time, or maybe even given to Fox along with Tom and Jerry Kid, like Tom and Jerry Kids was uh, the year before, then I think Yo-Yogi probably would have been given a better opportunity, maybe would have lasted longer. But because NBC bought the rights, or Hanna-Barbera had sold the rights to air the show on, a on NBC, it didn't really help it because like I said, oh, like I was saying, NBC was slowly going through a a transition. It was slowly going through a a renaissance, if you will, going from an NBC Saturday morning cartoon uh, network on Saturday mornings to a Saturday morning uh, network. Uh, like I was saying. NBC was going through a renaissance at the time, a transition, where they were becoming more of a Saturday morning uh, lineup for teenagers and preteens with shows like Saved by the Bell, California Dreams, and several others. Saved by the Bell, of course, debuted in 1989. So think about that. Think about that. 1989 is when NBC started to that slow transition in renaissance, I guess you could say, that slow transition in renaissance uh, to being more of a preteen, teenage lineup, if you will. And they were slowly starting to phase out the Saturday morning lineup, Saturday morning cartoon lineup, that is. 
So you got to look at it this way. Paulo Barbera probably pitched the idea or pitched the, uh, you know, the idea to air this show to several networks, ABC, CBS, and Fox. But apparently CBS, ABC, and CBS, ABC, and Fox, apparently their lineups were already full. And Fox, the year before, they already obtained the rights from Hanna-Barbera to air Tom and Jerry Kids. And, you know, ABC still had pup named Scooby-Doo, and CBS had Muppet Babies still, I think, at the time. You know, you only had one last network to, to pitch it to, and that was apparently uh, NBC. And... To me, honestly, I don't think it was the best idea to pitch it to NBC. I would have kept trying to pitch it to ABC or to CBS or Fox. Try to get one of them to pick it up and say, okay, we'll take it. Try to work something out. Because I think when they pitched it to NBC, as great as an idea as that may have been at the time, you were pitching it at a time where NBC was slowly transitioning Already, well, they already slowly started to do the transition in 89, but was closer and more rapidly approaching that transition in Renaissance into a more Saturday morning lineup aimed for the for the preteen teenage audience. And to me, I think it was just a bad timing deal. And not just bad timing. I think it was also a situation to where I believe they tried to pitch it to the other networks. They had already had certain kid, uh, uh, certain sh uh, kiddified versions of other characters at, for shows, so they pretty much didn't want to ha have another. And maybe the people at Hanna Barbera, maybe Bill and Joe or whoever in charge of marketing stuff probably thought it was a good idea to have a kidified show or version of the characters on each network or each of the mainstream networks. You know, you had Fox with Tom and Jerry Kids. You had ABC with Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Hey, let's put NBC, let's have NBC put, and you know, let's have NBC have Yo-Yogi since CBS isn't going to budge to give us room. So, I think in a sense it was more like bad timing and the other networks had their own kiddified versions of characters in shows on their networks on the Saturday morning lineups already. But even then, does it still deserve the bad reputation and bad rap unjustifiably that it gets? I, I, I don't really think it does. Like I was saying, I, I, I don't think it does because, you know, there was, you know, potential there. I mean, yes, they did make some mistakes, some decisions that didn't really help the show at all. You know, advertising 3D segments by having people go out and buy, you know, Kellogg's cereals that at the time were pretty pricey. Nowadays, you know, they're still pricey in some areas. More importantly, the giant size bags and all that, or giant size boxes. But at the time, even an average size box, like, like let's say what I have in my cabinet right now, cost a lot of money.
So to advertise 3D glasses, but not put the 3D glasses in the cereals where kids could pull them out and say, hey, I got my glasses for Yo-Yogi. No, you had to send in for them. And that didn't really help out. That, to me, was a bad publicity marketing, a bad marketing, a bad publicity on marketing side, side of things. So I don't think that really helped it out a lot. Now, the timing now the timing of the show, I don't think helped it out either. Because I think when it came on, and I think when it came on, it came on around, if I remember right, it came on around the 9 o'clock, 9.30 hour. You know who else was on at the 9 o'clock, 9.30 hour on Saturday mornings? Garfield and Friends or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? One of those. One of those was on at that time. So you're putting Yo-Yogi on at a time in between, sandwiched in between CBS airing the Ninja Turtles, Fox, I think, airing Batman, and ABC doing Bugs Bunny and Tweety. Or, or at least a show around that time. I think, well, I think Bugs Bunny and Tweety at the time. I'm not really sure. But you're basically sandwiching Yo-Yogi in between those, that, that hour against those shows. Of course, ratings are not going to do so good. So I think that was a bad uh, move, not just on Hanna-Barbera's part, but I think that was a bad move on NBC. Because you're sandwiching this show in between those programs. And oh, by the way, it's preceding your teen, your adolescent shows of Saved by the Bell and California Dreams, which are primarily going to put focus on the following year. So, to me, there were some mistakes. But it wasn't the show itself, it was behind the scenes. And those behind the scenes mistakes didn't help the show succeed didn't help reach its goal and i think if it i think honestly if they pitched done a stronger job at pitching the show to some someone like fox or cbs or maybe even abc i think the show would have lasted a lot longer i really do and i know you people listening believe would know that you would understand that but again, I also realize, uh, I also realize, like I said earlier, that they were also releasing this at a time when that trend, that fad of debuting and airing uh, these adolescent, sh these adolescent versions, these pre-teenage versions, uh, as Wikipedia puts it, these fourteen to thirteen-year-old versions. Uh, versions, I should say, excuse, excuse me, of the character, of animated characters was wearing off. The novelty of seeing these Hanna-Barbera characters, these Muppet characters and all that, the novelty was wearing off. And people were getting sick and tired of it. And this was at a time also 
when you were having shows like Batman the Animated Series coming in, the Ninja Turtles coming on to Saturday mornings, Garfield and Friends, you name it. And because of all these new programs, all these new shows, the novelty to have Saturday morning cartoon versions or Saturday morning preteen adolescent versions of Yogi, Cindy, Boo Boo, Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss, Scooby-Doo, Fred, Velma, Shaggy, Daphne, Tom and Jerry. You know, the novelty was wearing off. The novelty was wearing off. And by 1993, when Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry kids finally got canned, the novelty was completely gone. I'll be honest, I'm surprised it lasted that long, Tom and Jerry kids, but the novelty was gone by the time they finally, you know, you know, ceased to exist or ceased to exist. The novelty would have already worn off. So, you know, it really didn't help that they put it on at a time um, that pretty much doomed, put, you know, they, it basically didn't help that they debuted it during a time when that novelty was wearing off. It didn't help that it was sandwiched in between an hour, a, a block, that on other stations you had shows like Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I think whatever ABC was showing, it didn't really help it. It didn't help it at all. Now, some people might say the way they designed the characters by giving them what looked like now dated outfits, even dated at that standard. Well, I think when NBC said, yeah, we'll take Yo-Yogi, they decided that the people at NB that the people at Hanna-Barbera that did the show when they realized NBC was going to take it, and NBC being the home of Saved by the Bell, they realized, okay, we got a night, we got NBC to take uh, take it. Uh, we NBC is going to air it. They're the home of Saved by the Bell. Let's design the characters to look to resemble that Saved by the Bell look. And I think that's what hurt them as well, because pretty much Chris Moore, Rowdy C, said this in a sense in his review. That basically you were giving them a Saved by the Bell look. That this, that basically, with the exception that they were mystery solvers trying to solve the lost and found and help people in need at the mall, that pretty much, pretty much you were trying, with the exception of those things, those few plot points in the 3D and all that. And also at times it just be not being one episode, but two 11-minute episodes within that 22-minute uh, to half-hour span. With those exceptions, you were pretty much turning it into or attempting to parade it as an animated version of Saved by the Bell, at least an, animated, anim, an animated, animated show inspired by Saved by the Bell, and that may have hurt it as well. But even if that is the, but even if that was the case, and again, it does kind of connect a little bit when you take a look at, you know, how NBC promoted California Dreams and Saved by the Bell. The question is, does it still overall deserve the bad rap, the bad reputation that it gets? No, I don't think it does. I look at Yo Yogi as having potential. It's having that potential that could have made it a success. Again. I look at the fact that it was 
bad timing. Basically, the novelty of seeing animated teenage versions or preteen, you know, versions of characters of established adult characters had worn down, was wearing off, or was complete was completely wearing off, and it totally worn off by '93. The fact that they gave it to a network that was slow, that was at this time rapidly come rapidly uh, transitioning faster and quicker to that uh, Saturday morning block aimed at the adolescent teenagers and preteens. And the fact that it was sandwiched in between, you know, all these other shows on these networks at a time on a, uh, you know, at a time block that basically doomed it to fail. I mean, again, like I said, you sandwiched it. I mean, they sandwiched it from what I can remember between Batman on Fox, Ninja Turtles or Garfield and Friends on CBS, and whatever ABC was doing. And that killed it. That killed it. I think, AB, you know, I think honestly, I think ABC was airing pup named Scooby-Doo at about that time. And that's what killed it. I think that's one of the things they were airing. You pretty much put in what became a very popular show, despite the fact that I didn't like the dance sequences to the songs. And pretty much people preferred to see pup named Scooby-Doo over Yo-Yogi. You pretty much sandwiched it in between what was a doomed block. For it to be on a doomed twenty-two minute to hour block, that's what you did. That's what you did, or that's what they did, I should say. That's what NBC did, and it didn't help it. And yeah, the other thing that didn't help it was the fact that you had to send in for three D glasses instead of having the three D glasses in the freaking cereal for kids to get. So yeah, I'm not going to say it was perfect. I'm not going to say, you know, it was a you know, it's a underrated TV treasure. You know, because I think if it wasn't for all these behind the scenes situate behind the scenes thing uh, situations that I mentioned, I think it potentially had. You know, it potentially had something. I, I think potentially it could have been something good if it wasn't for all that behind-the-scenes crap that I talked about. I mean, take a look at what they did to try to get people to get to notice it. You know, they sold wind-up toys. In fact, I have the Yo-Yogi Cindy wind-up toy right in front of me. I'm looking, I mean, looking, you know, I'm looking at, at it right now. You know, they had that. They had wind-up toys to promote the show. They had a Tiger Electronic, which you've probably seen already in this video. They had a handheld Tiger Electronic game. They had VHSs of the show being released a little before the series was officially canceled. So they did everything they could to get this series over. The only problem, like I said, was the issues that were dealt with behind the scenes. One, like I said, they brought it out at the time with a novelty of seeing teenage or preteen versions of cartoon characters, animated characters, was wearing off and completely worn off by 93. They had pitched it too. They had, Hanna-Barbera had sold the rights to air it to a network that was at this time quickly, if not rapidly, approaching the transition to the adolescent teenage Saturday morning block. 
three, it was sandwiched in between uh, an hour, half hour block that had think the likes of Batman and Rock, Batman on Fox, Ninja Turtles or Garfield and Friends on CBS, and possibly a fellow Hanna Barbera kiddified version of Scooby Doo airing against it, and that didn't help it. It really didn't. And then, lastly but not least, you're telling you're telling people, oh yeah, this 3D segments, you can get 3D glasses for it uh, through Kellogg's and all that. But instead of putting the 3D glasses in the cereal, you pretty much had people mail out for it. What was the point? You should have just put the 3D glasses in there. But again, with all those things behind the scenes that kind of hurt it, do I think overall potentially it do I think overall it deserves the reputation that it gets? The bad reputation that people give it? No. And I'm probably in the minority of that. But I don't think it gets I don't think it deserves it. I think if they gotten the priorities straight did a stronger job of pitching it to other networks like CBS, ABC, or Fox. I think if they had made it to where you had the 3D glasses in the cereal when you bought the cereal and you could just pull them out and save them for that Saturday morning's airing of Yo-Yogi. I think if they'd been aired at a different time on Saturday mornings, like maybe 8.30 or 8, or even, quite frankly, 7.30, maybe even 10 o'clock at the latest, and all that, uh, if you will. And they were not sandwiched in between, you know, in a, in a time block or in a time frame, going up against stronger, more popular uh, animated series, some new at the time, that fans wanted to see, and that critics were praising, I think it could have done very well. I think it could have lasted maybe as long, if not maybe a bit longer, than Tom and Jerry Kids. But because of what happened behind the scenes, it wasn't meant to be. But again, looking back on it, do I think it deserves the bad reputation it gets? Absolutely not. I think potentially looking back on it now, you know, 25 years later, I think it's I think it is an underrated television treasure. I really do. And I say that because I believe it has the potential to do better, to be you know, to go just as long as Pup Named Scooby-Doo, just as long as Tom and Jerry Kids. I really do think that. And I know some listening here might agree. But I think because of the bad timing of when it debuted, I think because of the fact that they were sandwiched into a block, a time block against more popular animated shows, I think because of the fact that instead of having the 3D glasses in the serial, you had to send away for them, didn't help. And the fact that Hanna-Barbera didn't do a better job at pitching it to other networks that could, that could promote it better than what NBC was doing because NBC was more focused on getting towards that finishing, finishing, getting to that, that finishing, getting towards that transition of becoming a more Saturday morning block for the adolescent teenager or preteens. So, and I also think that trying to make it animated similar to what, given an animation design similar to what Say by the Bell had, which was a live action show, didn't help it as well either, because if you're going to give it its own identity, 
don't give it an identity similar to Saved by the Bell just because the network you have it on is the home of Saved by the Bell. Because it's not going to see the success of Saved by the Bell if you did that. But overall, with all those you know, negatives, I think if you take those away, and I think, like I said, if they've done a better job at pitching it to other networks, getting in a better time slot, having the 3D glasses in the serial instead of sending away for them, you know, not making it be an animated a rendition of an already established popular live action show on Saturday mornings and giving it, like I said, better time slot, I think it could have done well. So do I think, again, it deserves the bad reputation? No. I think it's an underrated TV treasure. And looking back, like I said, looking back at it 25 years later, I think anybody hopefully will understand that. I know people have their opinions and that's fine. But to me, if it wasn't for, but for, but to, for me, when one thinks about it, if it wasn't for everything that I mentioned that caused it to cause the show to have a downfall that it did, I think it could have been something, something good. And maybe not along the line, maybe not along the lines of a pup named Scooby-Doo, but I think it could have lasted a few more years. But let me know what you guys think. Do you agree or not? And I'll talk to you all later. And Chris Moore, Rowdy C, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Please do a video response if you can. And, and I'll talk to you all later.